And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast. We're back, David, Ben and I, here tonight to talk about a win at Hewish Park. A buoyant Hewish Park on Tuesday night witnessed uh, Yeovil Town 1 Eastleigh nil. Gents, you were on the streams, were you? Streaming it right up. Don't cross the streams? Nope. Will you cross at the stream? Very cross at the streams. Never cross streams. Ghostbusters has taught you that. It can be dangerous. There you go. Dave got it. There you go. If it was a movie, re- it was a movie reference, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a chance of me, so don't worry about that. <laughs> a slightly <laughs> older movie reference of that as well. So, Well, there have been some remakes of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Normally we don't get sidetracked after a win, but we're already talking about Ghost... Welcome to the Ghostbusters podcast. Um... Yeah, they're going to be disappointed from that one in, aren't they, if they're going <laughs> up for Ghostbusters? Yeah, if you're a new listener, <laughs> joining us after uh, our big chat with uh, Chief Steward Matt Ugler, you will be uh, now uh, exposed to several tangents during the Glover's cast, <laughs> often food-related, sometimes movie-related, um, and all about, usually, when we've lost a game, these tangents happen, but... We didn't lose. We won against a playoff contender and we performed for 90 minutes. An absolute W. It was a big W. A big a massive W against a team who were really in form. Mm. Let's let's not beat around the bush with that. They were they were in a good place, in a on a good run of form, away and home. Tough to beat. I I, I didn't we didn't really go into it too much, but they hadn't conceded a goal in three games. Prior to Tuesday night, they'd conceded one against Eastleigh and then had other nils against their name. Um, one against Mason, I should say. So since one, two, three, four, five. So in the sixth pre- pre- prior game, prior was the word I was trying to get out there, they conceded one goal. Yeah. They hadn't scored a huge number, but they um, they were really good at the back. And that is a sign of a side in good nick. So not just to keep them out at one end, but to stop them getting in at the other was actually a really good, a really good result, actually. And I hope I hope we don't necessarily overplay it, but I don't I don't want to underplay it either because I think we might look back on that as a as a very good win. When you look at the form of their goalkeeper, particularly in that first half, he 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 kept a minute. You can see why they keep so many clean sheets, can't they? So even to get one against them, like you say, was um was quite something. Yeah, it was. Um, and I think going into the game, when I saw the team news come out, I kind of feared the, the worst, looked like wingbacks. Um, and I was in, you know, full-on panic mode. Why, why is 4-3-3? Come on, why is no one listening? Um, and then during the warm-up, I saw uh, Williams, Staunton, Bevan and Record, just them four warming up. 
Were they unbathed in some kind of angelic light when you saw them? (laughs) It's sort of, yeah, a sudden glow emerged Mm. in front of me. Um, And there was, uh, yeah, they were doing their little heading drill. And I thought, hang on a minute, where the hell was Ryan Law? And there was uh, Mr. Law with JMD and Jordan Young. Just playing out front. (laughs) Yeah, kicking the ball about as a trio. And I thought, 433, it's happening. Um, and yeah, that was the lineup. We we came out with a back four. Josh, uh, sorry, Morgan Williams did his hamstring within two minutes, uh, which was a real shame. Um, I thought after the weekend, uh, I thought Edwin Agbaji looked pretty tired during the um, the Woking game, and think felt like he could have done with an evening off. But he was called straight into action, and he had a good game as well. <laughs> Quite the battle with um, Alfie Lloyd. He's grown. Yeah. He's a, he's a player, isn't he? Mm, absolute baller. Yeah, he's a good kid there. Yeah, that, that battle went on all night. Mm-hmm. Um, it got a bit feisty at times, but yes, he has filled out a bit since we sent him to QPR. And goodness me, he looks like he's going to be quite the player as yeah. he progresses. He quietened down in the second half, didn't he? But um, but first half, he was all over the place, wasn't he? He got such pace as well. Yeah. And I think uh, a good segue into pace, uh, Jordan Stevens. Oh, yeah. One of the uh, Jordan triumvirates was, like, all over the place. Unbelievable. Like, like compared to how he played against Woking, it was a, um, yeah, he, he really got on the ball, made things happen. I think, although Eastley don't concede a lot, and obviously the keeper and the defence play a big part of that, I thought they were quite open, um, and we were quite open as well, but managed to manage to manage it really well. Um, but the way we got into spaces, record bombing on the overlap and like Badgie on the overlap, we just got so many runners forward. And in that first half, when we're normally not that good, we we were electric and you know Jordan Maguire drew has a couple of chances the right footed I th- the one I think the right footed volley is just a phenomenal save um through a load of bodies onto the post um I think Jordan Young comes again almost a carbon copy of the chance against Woking where he headed it at Woking but he wasn't quite tall enough to get his noggin on the one in the first half and I think we had a good shout for a penalty. I don't know what your guys' views were on the stream of that. Stone wall. A good shout. Screaming at it. (laughs) Absolutely. How that was not given, I I I I don't know. Well, I do know. You you can tell that the referee knows he's made a mistake and can't correct it because he doesn't book young for diving. Yeah, absolutely. If it's not a penalty, it's a free kick and a booking for diving. Yeah. It, there's no other options. And when you don't give the pen, but then don't give the yellow card, what you've done there has gone, oh, I should have given the pen. I, it's it's the worst. We've we've had some stinkers against us. We've had some stinkers for us, to be perfectly honest with you. That's up there with the Kingsling goal at the beginning of last season that was <laughs> offside and handball, where he basketball passed it round the corner to his mate in an offside position. And nobody gave anything. Um, and that's right up there for bad decisions. It was it, it just utterly stupid. Do you think it's fair to say that 
decision in the second half went our way, though? Oh, absolutely. That's equally as ridiculous. <laughs> we'll, we'll call that one all, and we'll say that two wrongs absolutely make a right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, let's, before we go into the, the second half of the game, I think we, I don't know how it felt watching on a stream in silence, seeing as the audio wasn't very good for yourselves on national I, TV. I wasn't listening in silence. Were you not? Like, no, because as I said to Ben, I was used to listening to 1950s commentary from uh, different parts of the empire when I was a teenager. So, um, uh, yeah, I was used to that level of uh, commentary. Not, although, as I was repeatedly told, if there was anything to do with uh, BBC Radio Somerset, they were completely blameless in the uh, in the endeavour, and we'll blame it on National League TV, that one. Yes, yeah. I was getting loads of messages. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> Not my fault. Leave me alone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wasn't just you, Ben. Okay, Wasn't good. Just you. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I think that first half, the way we played, though, ball on the floor, moving it around really quickly. It was kind of what was the game that I thought we played? Was it Wieldstone, where I thought we played really well? You thought we didn't play well because oh we yeah shots. Yeah, it was like that, but with shots. Well, that's good. <laughs> I think the way we move the ball around um, with pace as well. I think the difference it makes having like Jordan Young is it's kind of that false nine kind of striker who comes and gets the ball, and Jordan Maguire Drew started looking like he did when we, you know, a couple of games into when we signed him, just picking passes um and i largely think it's down to the the 433 formation so well <laughs> that would that would mean you get the credit so well done um <laughs> i tell you who looked different for me josh Daunton. yeah i thought there was times where he was traveling out from the back and i hadn't seen that where he was just going right i'm off i'm off someone sit in behind me please because i'm off i'm going and he mm. was making up 20 30 yards and then trying to find a pass it wasn't always coming off necessarily but it just looked like he had a bit of confidence. Maybe, maybe it's something we can get into about um, maybe because he knows he's got a physio who can tell him just whether or not his knee is okay and he can go and whether or not they've had that in the back of their mind. But I thought he looked different. I don't think he's had the best four or five weeks on the pitch, maybe because he's had something sort of hanging over him in the way of an injury or whatever it may be. But he looked back to to his absolute best there he was a little bit of a midfielder again and I, I liked it. I, I thought that was good because he had the confidence that Cooper would just sit in or Diaz when he came on would just sit in and just mop up if needs be. And I thought that was something that, um, yeah, made made a lot of sense. And that's one of the things I was going to say is that it feels like in that setup, Charlie Cooper is so crucial in terms of dropping back into those positions and, you know, cleaning up and doing that dirty work in the midfield um, which allows the others to go forward I thought we're going to go all into formations again but I don't think when he's in a pair it's almost which one of them's going to do which one's one of them's going to do it whereas when he knows he's got Matt Worthington and Jordan Stevens, yeah, there's only one of them who's going to be putting crunching tackles in and, you know, doing that job. So, yeah, I, th- I thought Charlie Cooper, although he had a quiet game in terms of 
you know, big moments, although he did get an assist. Um, his the way he played in midfield, I thought that understated midfield role that if he's not there, you notice it. How many times have we said that about important players over mm. the last however many years? Can I can can I drop in Adele Gorman comparison? Oh. oh. Can you? I think you just did. Mm. Any views? Um just how ginger is he? I don't know. He has a headband at the he's moment. A, he's a lot better. He's a lot better at free kicks. <laughs> <laughs> how many? Sad. How many has he scored? Well, how many? How many has he tried to score from? I, I don't know. <laughs> Not as many as Dale Gorman, who tried to score every free kick. <laughs> Didn't matter where it was, even if it was in his own, you know, uh, in in the corner by his own penalty box, he tried to score. With it. Keeper might be off his line. <laughs> So then we go in half time nil nil, and you wonder why you can't a, understand how we had a half time applause. Oh, what was that like? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how to react to it. It was like, oh, <laughs> what's that noise? People are happy. <laughs> We've not scored, but people are happy. This is weird. Um, and then it kind of felt again like all second halves do a touching uh, attacking the Thatchers end that. It was pretty much one-way traffic. Um, we looked more likely. There was a spell after Cissé got sent off, didn't he? After he gets his red card, there was a spell where Eastley kept hold of the ball and tried to make something happen. And then out of nowhere, Worthy climbs up a <laughs> climbs up Michael Kelly's back, <laughs> and. <laughs> Heads the slowest header over the top of the goalkeeper. <laughs> um, and the celebrations were nuts. It was brilliant. I mean, the reaction to the crowd all, all evening was was unreal. It was... I, I can't remember an atmosphere like it. Like, even... You know, I know when we played Stevenage, there was a bit of an atmosphere there. Um, given the it, season and the Darren Sell? There were a few. There were a few atmospheres like that yeah, yeah. in that first season under Darren Sal. I refuse to believe that there wasn't. Okay. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> Angry. Um, yeah, I think there were, but that season and that season, there, there was stuff at stake. But we were, you know, comfortably in the playoffs and. Mm-hmm you know, towards the top of the league. So it was a different kind of, it was a different kind of atmosphere. Whereas, you know, this was like, shit, we're level in the bottom four. Everyone's winning around us. Mm, that was a big we thing, need, keeping on that all night, yeah. Yeah, we need this goal. And obviously they had no idea what was happening at Dorking or what was happening at Scumford or or anything like that. But, you know, supporters... We're keeping an eye and you sort of know when that goal goes in and they're, you know, they go down to 10. Um, I know Mark Cooper said after that he wanted us to attack and yeah, I, I, you know, I thought that was what they wanted to do, but just that natural feeling, the confidence that the players are perhaps lacking at the moment. It was like, see out the result, don't do anything stupid. Um, Unfortunately, we, Held on, and there was a bit of a bit of 
carnage. I don't know if it if the stream caught it at the end, but there was a bit of handbags. Shenanigans. Yeah, between players. Michael Kelly looked to instigate a bit of it. Some of his old pals. Um and Worthy just <laughs> riles up the stand and yeah. Celebrates ferociously. La big one. <laughs> yeah. La big un. La big un. Yeah, just daunting <laughs> as well. They uh, on this on the stream, um because Worthy, you saw him run off towards the thatches, but they didn't catch him. But just daunting, you saw uh, in full full cry i managed to screenshot it and put it on the match report but yeah he was uh he was well into it on the video after didn't alex fisher say a, say a naughty word as well did he yeah i think so no i didn't yeah nice no movie. i didn't did he did no he didn't in in, in, a, in a really polite voice yeah. yeah incremental effing gains i think he said did he no. right. <laughs> incremental changes um yeah, so it was a nice feeling. I didn't really know how to process it. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Why am I not angry? <laughs> or why am I not sad? Like... It's like the um, uh, the cartoon that uh, Distant Glover did about the... Uh, uh, we thought they were extinct. Is it a dodo? No, it's a Yeovil fan with a smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that tra- that energy transmitted to your living rooms yeah i would yeah. say yeah i i yeah. i definitely think it did i even sort of early on i think i i said to dave i said that that home end looks busy for a tuesday night yeah Mainstream did as well i think yeah so something's 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 caught on and yeah. it feels like yeah they are they're starting to return and in theory as long as we maintain sort of these kind of standards and whether or not we win, lose, or draw might not have too much of an effect in theory. Um, that should only sort of keep going and trying to put a few more people in in their places as the season comes to an end. It's just a shame we've got three away games now. I mean, not, for, not for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, I kind of, I wonder what the numbers are going to be for these. Because there's a lot of money to spend. The first one is a long way away. But I wonder if there is that feeling of let's go, let's go to Chesterfield, let's go to Barnet, wherever it is. Let's, let's, you know, do three long old trips in a row to get behind them. I don't know. What do you think, Dave? Do you think people will travel in their numbers? I know there's a there's a full coach in the green and white um, already, and there's a, I think a waiting list for a second one that is starting to be populated. So uh, I think they'll put another one on if um, if they can get. Uh, half coach or, or whatever, but yeah, you like man in the know, doesn't it? <laughs> God, I know sources. exactly that there is a waiting list for a second coach. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, I'm, I'm not denying that I've asked a question and I have been told that there is, there is, there is a full coach, and um, yeah, could be another, but the um. Yeah, I think the Green and Whites always talk about they usually take about a quarter of whatever whatever there is. So, you know, that's a fifty. Uh, 50 something seat a coach usually in it so um yeah maybe i don't know you could be looking at 200 250 which would be not not too bad i think if it's on if it's on yeah that's <laughs> another thing isn't it yeah, yeah. If it's on i don't know what the weather's been like in somerset it's uh where i am on the lancashire coastline it is bitter 
but not uh, it has been snowing but not really sticking but i imagine if i remember rightly chesterfield is right up in the peak district isn't it which i think is going to be getting a good covering in the next uh, 48 hours or so yeah it's definitely in that area where there's definitely going to be snow now, if I, remember, I know we're coming on to Chesterfield now, Ben, but I remember rightly when we went there one season, you were in the ground and they delayed the kickoff because the, it was absolutely belting it down with rain all the way there. I remember driving over on a midweek game, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And they literally said, just wait, <laughs> just wait, give it a minute and uh, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll drain because I think their pitch is, is pretty good at, at that. He said, uh, that might be jinxing it now, but. Yeah, well, we know who to blame. You are right. It was um, two seasons ago. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before. Um, we got there. And actually, you're right. It had been raining, but it stopped. And then it was exactly an hour before kickoff. This almighty deluge arrived. Yeah. And there was just this huge puddle in the in the home, or what would be the home goal, basically. Our equivalent to in front of the Thatchers. This huge puddle covered most of the six-yard box. And people were going about their business and we were going, that's a pitch inspection. I know a pitch inspection when I see one. That doesn't look very good. And yet everyone was You've just got going, had a pitch inspection from me. I know what one is. And they were like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Honestly, they had this this basically stick on a stick and just pushed it off and it just soaked. It's on a stick. It's what it was. It was basically a big T, letter T. Oh. And they used the vertical bit of the T to push the horizontal bit of the T and... Is that not just a broom? (laughs) (laughs) No, because there was no bristles. It was closer to an elongated squeegee. Oh, okay. (laughs) Right. Well, always good to be close to an elongated squeegee, I think. I think you're right. Yep. Need need, need it this weekend. Yeah. Mm. Um, Before we go too deeply into Chesterfield, is there anything you wanted to say, talk about, ask me around East Lee? Jake Scrimshaw had a run around, didn't he? He did. Did he do much more than run around, though, do you think? No, not particularly. I thought there was a script in the making. A scripture? No. Oh, it didn't land. It didn't land. I thought that was going to land, that one. Did you? A Jake Scripture. Have you you been working? Have you been thinking about it? No, I haven't been thinking about it. No, but when I said it, I was quite proud of it. Oh, okay. Someone somewhere will have laughed, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did a lot of running around. I did think he might have, you know, it was almost like a starting fire in his belly. He'll show him what's what. No, no, he didn't. But he played more minutes than we ever saw him in a green and white shirt. So fair play to him. Like an annoying striker just buzzing around, hassling defenders, which is kind of what we thought we had. Mm. Um, but we- we only saw it for four minutes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Fine. 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 Are you happy with the red card? They weren't happy with the red card. Were they not? No, two yellow card offences, weren't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. To be fair to him, in the first one, he got for gobbing off, didn't he? Yeah. Don't, so, don't, do not gob off. No, I no. think they complained before... Was it before we scored... Or was it uh, was it before the red card? At one point, they complained because Scrimshaw got fouled or they thought Scrimshaw got pushed over. And then 
in the me in the aftermath, either we scored or their player got sent off, and then they were kicking off because it should have been a foul for should have been a foul on their player. But ironically, just before that, uh, their striker had pushed. I think it was Bevan just giving him a massive shove in the back and got away with it, which allowed Scrimshaw to run off with the ball. But yeah, there are a couple, couple of it. The referee was okay, other than the. No, he wasn't. <laughs> other than those two big decisions, <laughs> no, he, he didn't. I, I, I thought, I thought, I thought the referee was awful. I know, Mark. I thought I, I thought, I know, Mark Cooper said he was all right as well, but he wasn't. He was awful, and he was awful for both teams. Yeah. as well. Yeah, he really, really was. I think the ref against Woking was worst. Oh no! Yeah, no, no. no. I didn't. I didn't watch the game against Woking, but but that one was awful. Yeah, jeez. Okay, we've we've completely ripped up rule one here, but um, yeah, I thought I thought the ref was horrendous. Just lost control of it so early, and just felt like he was always playing catch up with himself and his own decisions. He'd miss a blatant one, then give one that was stupid just to make up for it. He missed our penalty, then didn't give the foul by Worthington. I'll give you that one back. Two wrongs don't make a right. 700 wrongs don't make a right either. He was horrendous. Yeah, I'll be Ben on this one. Working one was worse. Okay, right. actually worse. Good. Good job we didn't see that Sure one. people yeah, exactly. will agree with you. <laughs> Even if we don't. Right. Right. On to Chesterfield. They're all right, aren't they? Andy Dallas. Mm, they got some strikers. Sort of, they were off off the boil, but have picked up a couple of wins in a row. Yeah, they have. good at home. But uh, we've got. Do you think we can go in? Obviously, we can go into it with a little bit of confidence. But do you think, given that they're not perhaps the force that they have been previously, we should take the game to them? It's a pretty hit, isn't it? We don't. Mm-hmm. Our, our season isn't defined on Chesterfield away. Even if we're in mid-table, even if we're knocking on the playoffs, our season isn't defined on Chesterfield away. Um, it is a bit of a free hit, I think. Uh, we can go into it with the with a bit of confidence. Have a bit of a go at them. Yeah, I would. There's no point trying to knock County aside at this point. Um, yeah, have a go. Stick a couple of strikers on. See what happens. I think the manager said in his press conference today it'll be the same squad as was on Tuesday. Um, Wakefield injured. Yeah, Max Hunt, Wakefield, Charlie Clark, uh, and George um, Jack Pollock. No, Pollock. Who's Pollock? What's his first name? (laughs) Scott Scott Pollock. Scott Pollock. So can't have another Jordan, can we? Um, Charlie Clark is actually called Jack Clark. Did I say Charlie Clark? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're all out for two weeks. Whoever they are, they're out for two weeks, it seems. What do we think about the Pollock thing? He got a bit of a I I missed it on Tuesday night, but he got presented um to the supporters and is I think did uh, Mark Cooper said he started running today. A couple of weeks away from (laughs) a couple of weeks away from playing. Um so I went into work on when did we sign him? Sunday? Saturday? Monday. Signed him on Monday. So I went into work Tuesday morning mm-hmm. and genuinely three or four people went, see so you signed that Scott Pollock. He's going to be good. And I went, really? I, what? <laughs> I, why, why, why do I not know him? Is it all the cool kids on YouTube? 
finding out who hashtag United are? Is he just like cool in that respect? But the general consensus from people who just want to make little comments about how rubbish Ovalara are, that's good sounding for you all, isn't it? I'm like, is it? Great, brilliant, amazing. Can't say I've heard of the guy, but yeah, can't wait uh, to see him play. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah, right, good, do it. He has got, um, I noticed the um, Notts County fan who does the little reels of um, uh, different clips and goals and whatever. He he put quite a lot of his YouTube up and he certainly, you know, is, is a good pass to the ball. Obviously, he knows where the goal is, doesn't he? Um, but although a lot of them were hashtag United and then um, uh, Boston United, weren't they? So, yeah, lower, lower than us. But, yeah, he looks like he's got something about him. I mean... I had an email, or I emailed um, Pete Brooksbank, who uh, I can't remember what the name of his zine is. He's got a Boston United fanzine website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, his description of him was, uh, he is a loss for us, but hasn't been playing, and our form had actually picked up in his absence. So since he was never going to stay, you'll find few Boston fans too gutted he's gone but not because we wanted him gone. In terms of what he's like as a player, he can sometimes drift out of games and be completely anonymous, which I suppose is only to be expected with a young lad. But when he's on form, he's a dynamic attacking midfield type and has been sitting more at the top of a diamond for us this season. Good eye for goal, takes a decent penalty, bags of potential. Good. Sounds good. I like the sound of him then. That's a, yeah. that's a, decent, that's a decent review. And the cool kids like him on YouTube. So what can we say? He's, he's when is he actually going to be able to play? Uh... Two weeks. Just, just consider any injury we've got is two weeks. Yeah, okay. I'm just looking to see what, how far, not how far two weeks away is, but we're looking at South End on April Fool's Day. It's all on the telly. Always Bromley too soon. Yeovil Bromley on the 25th of, 25th of March. Mm. Yeah, but we'll be back then. It'll be like a new squad. Yeah. Depth. Depth. Give us some depth. Five, we'll, we'll only have five loans rather than 83. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, think some of the loans will go back? I was, I was just about to say, do you think they'll let Jack Clark go back? I wonder uh, if he's gone back already. Yeah, I don't think we'll see Jack Clark again. Well, it didn't sound, I mean, it didn't sound like he's gone today in the, no, said he was. You know, he's at he's rehabbing at Chesterfield, but he's... so so where does he sit then on Saturday? <laughs> He'll be in the on the halfway he, line. Does he sit with the Oval Gilet on? Does he sit with the Chesterfield Gilet on? Maybe has a neutral Gilet, a Swiss yeah. Gilet. So maybe he wears like a, a Chesterfield coat with the Oval Gilet underneath. Yeah, two hats, half coat. Half and half scarf. He is perfect for a half and half scarf on Saturday night. Yeah. If he, if he has the Swiss flag on him, though, that, that is a big plus. Yay! Yes. Touching. There we go. That one landed. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, my phone, yeah. my my internet signal is so bad that I missed your reaction to that. Oh, you got you got heartily wee. I enjoyed it, Dave. Gone again. He has gone again. <laughs> he has gone again. Um, yeah, so I don't know where he's going to sit, Ben. But if we can sort out half and a half coat, scarf, hat, one trap, glove of each, green boot, a blue boot, one 
Chesterfield branded glove and one Yeovil branded glove. There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where he'll fit in. Uh, do you know so many attacking midfielders now, so many and, players like that in that position. That... And he's not called Jordan, doesn't stand a chance. No, no. So, no, on, on, I, honestly, I don't think we need him. I've been really impressed with the way Jordan Stevens has grown in his couple of games that I've seen. Um, Jordan Young continues to get better. A um, little bit rabbit in the headlights sometimes early on in what we saw. But actually, I thought he looked quite assured. And I've gone from thinking, well, he's going to be the one to get, get subbed off to thinking, don't take him off. Do not yeah. take him off. We've, so, got, we've got a couple of questions about Mr. Young we can do during the GCQs. But um, yeah, I thought... I thought he was really good in the second half against Woking when we were allowed to play. And then he was pretty much brilliant for the entire 90 minutes on on Tuesday. Um, I thought Woking was probably a good game for him to play against two nasty bastards in defence to kind of be like, oh, hang on, I'm going to have to figure this out. And... Yeah, he was sort of first to the ball ahead of the um, Eastleigh defenders and, yeah, was really, really, like, tenacious with and without the ball. They all were. were, I mean, there were several players who could have been man of the match, um, I thought, on Tuesday. Who did you give man of the match to? Who did I give man of the match to? I gave it to uh, Mr. Young. Oh, okay. Yeah, followed by Charlie Cooper. Followed by Mr. Worthington. See, that's crazy because I think I went for three completely different people. Did you? What three people so. did you go for? Love you, Josh. I, I did. Josh got my <laughs> match. Um, I went John Stevens. Yeah. I thought he really showed up nicely in, in that latter part. And I went Matt Worthington in third. I just thought he put everything into everything and, and yeah, the header tipped it up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure did. Stephen Staunton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in and out. I am in and out. Dave. Can I just check? Did you hear my uh, my Swiss flag joke? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That was about That's ten right. minutes ago, Dave. I was going to say I've been I've been very in and out since then. So yeah. Honestly, you're worse than the hokey cokey you are. I know. Yeah, blame uh, blame Plusnet for my my woes. But, um, uh, but Jurassic right. Fiber, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, Jurassic Fiber, get up to press and have a word. Jurassic Fiber aren't even in Ilchester yet, Ben. Oh. And and I'm in Lytham St. Anne's these days. I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else on Chesterfield? You'll notice we haven't got the boys from Spy Rights rights on this time. Do you want to do, you want to do your impression? I don't, <laughs> do re- I don't think I should. I don't think I should. Just in I case I don't even listen. I um, should. Because we just didn't want to hear moan about Wrexham and Notts County having loads of money when they've got loads of money. But it's not their fault that they predicted the uh, coronavirus pandemic. No. <laughs> and they, they are their players. <laughs> they are on the verge of signing Casper Laparta, by the way. Who is that? Who is the guy that walked out on South End because they weren't paying him. Right. So, we just, so we just tore up his contract and left, apparently on the verge of signing them, who apparently, according to the Wikipedia page, ex Oval Town youth player. 1617. 2016-17. Do not recognise that name. No. no, Polish um, under-21 centre-back. Did he not play in a Premier League team? Uh, he was at uh, Brighton. Oh, right. Never Sheffield actually United. played for Yeah, 
Sheffield United then went to Southend on loan, then signed permanently for Southend, right. and they stopped paying him, so we left. He's the best defender in the league, he is. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He's done it. He's done it. I want you to do. I want you to do the rest of this podcast <laughs> in a pink district accent. <laughs> so yeah, Andy Dallas is so much better than what's his name, Kabongo. I'm getting a bit scouse there. I can't. That was a little bit scouse on it. I was off, when I'm. It's fine when we're off the record. I can. I can we got I no can money. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Wrexham. <laughs> they got so much money. It's just not fair. <laughs> Not our fault, to be fair, we ate him as well. So. We do, but we can't bring off Andy Dallas and Paul McCallum from the bloody substitutes bench. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't clock that McCallum had gone there. That yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> that was uh, like, oh, God, we need to score some goals soon. We better yeah. <laughs> All the strikers, a bit like us when we signed Murphy, Dagnall, Richards, had Duffus. Oh, Courtney. Come back, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney, come back. <laughs> ah, I can't believe we swapped in for the best back the goal striker in the football league well, anyway. ben, ben, ben was happy with it <laughs> scoring goals for Western Supermare so that's got to mean something no he isn't <laughs> well, he somebody won. else is for him but not, not, uh, not him also I am, um, I'm not on the radio and I'm quite glad because I don't want to have to try and um, butcher the name Jesurin Uchagabulam. Ukabulam. Ukabulam. Yeah. Did he not score uh, against us? He did, yeah. 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 It's good I, I have no intention of butchering that name on air. So I that's the, this is the only reason I'm not doing chess foot away. Ukabulam. Just call it what's his first name? Jess Jesu. Hang on. Jesurin. Jesurin the DM, you could call him. <laughs> I mean, Ukabula is probably easier to say than just sort of other than. It's a sent forward. But there you go. Yes. Joe Quigley as well. Their bench was Andy Dallas, Jeff King, Ashley Palmer, Ollie Banks, and Joe Quigley. Is that five strikers? No, it's five attacking players with apart, uh, apart from uh, Ashley Palmer, who's a, a veteran defender. Jeez, oh, that's ridiculous. And Chuck Plumin. Ah, oh, it's just utterly ridiculous squad. In fact, I would go as far as to say, and if um, anyone at the Spire is right, it's not only heard, but it's got this far beyond your ridiculous <laughs> thing. The fact that they're fourth and not challenging for second and first means, in my book, Chesterfield are wildly underperforming this year by about 20 points with that squad. Mm. It is utterly ridiculous. They're only on 61 points. Yeah, well, I don't think everything's that rosy up there. No, it, it, it really appears not to be. And like you, you kind of alluded to it that at home they've won, they've won once all year. Sorry, twice. Scunthorpe four-one on New Year's Day, and then Altrincham on the twenty-fourth of Jan. They haven't won at home since. Well, there you go. If that doesn't fill us all with. Even Oldham beat him at home. They're rubbish. They've improved. Yeah, I can say they're, they're, they're hitting a bit of a pit of a stride now, aren't they? They made you cry, Oldham. They did. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, maybe they're not so rubbish. Um, but there you go. Yeah. But we were rubbish when we played there. That made me cry. 
Right. What happened? What happened in the other game uh, when we met him earlier in the season? Oh, that was a Desmond, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, we were up twice and conceded stupid goals. Torrey scored a worldie, didn't he? Uh, was it a worldie? I can't, I can't remember. I thought it was a worldie. And Storm I've, scored I've, later re- on. I've repressed a lot of the Chris Hargrove stuff. <laughs> the bench that day. Crask, Hunt, Scrimshaw, Wakefield, Williams. None of them will be involved on Saturday. Yeah. None of them. None right. Should we do some questions? Do it. Dave, I noticed you're on mute. I'm going to take Twitter. If things figure themselves out, do you want to do Facebook? I'll, I'll take a look at Facebook. Uh, can I just say, I'm really look, looking forward to listening to this podcast back because I've missed about 75% of it <laughs> through my internet connection. But whatever it is, I think I was brilliant. Yeah, I think so too, mate. Five-star performance or seven-star performance, depending on the star rating. Did you see the uh, seven, the score of seven for, oh, who was it? Beer and pints and beer or some Twitter account that was at the game on Tuesday night? Um, um, no, no, I haven't okay. seen it. Gave have us a score of seven, but I presume it's out of ten. Have the padded seat done their review yet? I don't know, but we got a brilliant thing pre kickoff saying the padded seat are here tonight. Take a look at the, the big screen, and then there was like a 10 second clip of the padded seat logo followed by we're here at Hewis Park. Mm. Really, really good. They haven't, they haven't put it on their social yet. Um, mm-hmm. And there was, a, I saw a footy, like one of those, you know, those footy food, footy scram things. Yeah. That had a picture of a burger for six mm-hmm. pounds. It was like a double burger, got a chunky thing. Mm-hmm. But there you go. We are in the okay. socials. We are signing the hashtags, players. We are all up in the socials because we've got a youthful owner. All up in them. Um, Deb's got older than last time. <laughs> he is. A whole year. Um, Debs Curtis says, how's the snow situation up north? Is Chesterfield up north or is it Midlands? It's not for me. It's down south for me. Yeah, I know that. But It's, it's South Yorkshire slash North Derbyshire. They're in both. <laughs> okay. Selfish. Um, and is this weekend's game likely to be called off? We've kind of talked about that a little bit, Debs, but if you look on the Met Office, there's 95% of chance of snow for the next... 24 plus hours. The dude I did I... screenshot of the Met Office um, uh, forecast that you sent us. So, she's seen that. All right, Debs. If, if got... that's not enough for you, I suggest contacting real weather experts <laughs> who may be able to give you more of a certain answer than three plebs on the pod. The guy I spoke to at Chesterfield said it's fine. He'll be fine. Okay. Is he a meteorologist? Uh no. Okay. What what else did they say, Ben? When you spoke to him, radio chef, not yeah. Radio Sheffield Nottingham. Radio Sheffield Nottingham, whatever they are, I don't know where wherever it is. Don't know. It's the internal football clubs one. Yeah, they've got radio station, haven't they? Yeah. You're listening to 1087 or something stupid. I don't know. Um, County. We don't always spend money. <laughs> um, I'm going to be hearing these voices in my sleep, I tell you. Ever since you did it the other night, I've been thinking about it. Terrible. Christ. Christ. <laughs> what you two do in your own time is, I, that's, that's, that's on you. Um, they didn't say anything, really. They just asked me about Yeovil, and that was it. 
Straight down, really. Um, uh, Robin Batchelor says, are there any YTFC players who you particularly root for, regardless of form? Though we've struggled to score this season, I admire the work rate and off-field character of players like Fisher, Linton and Wakefield. Hmm. Any you root for? I mean, all of them. them. Yeah, (laughs) all of them. Dave, you got you got any any that you're like, come on, you bastard, do it. It's a bastard tonight, haven't I? I I, I, I was going to say, I I didn't actually hear the question, but was it Robin's one about uh, how many um uh, someone you like someone who's full of effort? Yes. Ben Browning was suggesting me that my signal's in and out. Is it? No, you're fine. All right. Okay. So answer the question. (laughs) <laughs> right, so do I like some of um well I, I mean I know fish is not everyone's cup of tea, but I do um I do uh, yeah, I do like his his effort. He does have to score a lot more goals. I don't think he's um immune to the Ruben Reed clause. Uh, I'd probably say the same about Josh Staunton. Josh Staunton, even when he's not playing well, will never flinch in giving you everything that he's absolutely got. Um and yeah, let's be fair, there's been a few games where he hasn't played well this season. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd certainly, he's, he's one who always gives, uh, always gives everything. If I can, if I can have one from, from, from yesteryear, and I know this is before your time, but probably both of you, but Dean Berkby, who played up from, um, for us back in the sort of the mid nineties, he was always one that, constantly got involved and was always you know, you'd never question him for effort he wasn't the best striker that we had at the time that he played for us but yeah you could absolutely um, back him for, for giving you everything he got Dean Burtby, but doesn't mean anything to you two I know but it might mean something to someone I like it when I like it when one of the players sort of in a pre-match or a post-match gives one of the other players a little pat on the back and a couple of times this season someone's gone yeah that's been really good you know Josh and the lads have really kept everyone going oh, he's doing well he? in there love you Josh love you Josh so yeah um, I we we had a chat the other day actually it was after we lost to Woking and um, the person who was shadowing Sheridan said who's your favourite player and I was like I don't know because <laughs> I I really struggle to answer it. Like there's obvious ones like Josh Staunton and Matt Worthington, but like I don't <laughs> here's the don't fall in love with football stuff again. I don't feel the same way about those players, particularly in the same way that I felt about Nolsey and Nolsey. <laughs> and and those like. I don't know if it's just because we've not been very good this season, but I don't feel like so far there's been any players I particularly thought like you are my favourite player. Like if I was a kid and I was like mascot and I've got to pick my favourite player, I'm not sure who I'd go for. Can I let you into a little secret? Mm-hmm. Grant Smith is getting a lot closer to Josh Thornton in my mind. Mm-hmm. Josh is still number one, but yeah, but if goalkeepers are your favourite, that means you know you've got too much too much going on at the wrong end of the pitch. Yeah, but he's that good. I know he is. But I want Warren Patmore. I want Tony Pennock. <laughs> Get in, Wazzer. 
Yes. It's all I'm going to do from now on. I, I haven't got the bandwidth on my, my signal to do anything other than those kind of interjections. <laughs> okay. Um, former Glover's Class Quiz Champion Rob Manley asks, are the upcoming away games against Halifax Gateshead? He also, he texted me to say, I also wanted to add Aldershot to my question. Um, and the home game versus Dorking, the biggest games the club has had since Brentford at Wembley. Nine points needed. Huge is what I would say. Okay. I forgot. I, I didn't realise how close Aldershot were. Very close for Dave. Hey, they are within striking distance. Striking. Strike them. Strike them down with a striker. Um, in theory, and theory does a lot of hard work in this next little analogy, um, <laughs> we could overtake three other teams if we win on Saturday. And, and, other, and other results go our way. Without trying to go full Three Valleys radio on you there, we are only... We are only 21 points off the playoffs. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's, I know there's a perfect time just to come back in after my little outage there. <laughs> I just came back there, Ben said we're only 21 points on the playoffs. It's only seven wins. Um, <laughs> no, the point I was making is it's that three-point gap we could nineteenth uh, Dorking, eighteenth Aldershot, seventeenth York City are all within one win, and so actually one good weekend of results will make everything look a lot rosier. We're not getting the playoffs, Dave. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> oh dear, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're big games, Rob. They are Huge. big games. Um, you'd like to think by the time we get to Dorking. You'd hope we'd be a bit more. I will accept that Dorking is the game that keeps us safe. Yeah. We get right. to that point and then Dorking, we win that and you go, right, we're done. Move on. Next season, please. Yeah. I mean, when we first talked about how many points do we need and I listed down the games, um, where I, at this point, I had us having two points, draws against Altrincham and Eastley. We've actually got four points, so um, I'm happy. I think I think 50 will be needed. Do you? I, was trying to, I was trying to do some math. I think 46 to 48, 49 might not be enough. But considering we've got games against three of the sides around us, Gateshead, Dorking, Aldershot, it might end up being a touch lower. But if you ignore the actual fixtures we have, I think we need to try and get 14 more points. Three wins, couple of draws from somewhere. Right on. Um, <laughs> Bluish Hugh asks, uh, <laughs> Tuesday's euphoria, but one slash two games in hand. And you can always rely on Hugh to come up with a but. <laughs> um, one slash two games in hand and superior goal difference to most rivals. Last six, eight, and ten match guides show relegation form. Four home and eight away left with one away all season. Commercial head, not green and white heart. What actual odds would you give on staying up, Ben Barrett? So I, I did see this question because I got tagged in it personally, um, and I could not find any betting from any uh, reputable firm on 
us to stay up, but we are a fairly big price to go down. It, the betting has basically got the bottom six cut adrift. Um, Maidstone, Scunthorpe, Torquay gets it all very, very short to go. And then it's basically um, us and Dorking that are listed with the likes of York, Oldershot, Halifax, a little bit bigger on the betting. So actually, we're not the favourites to go down, not by any stretch. Um, we are the sixth favourite, if you like. So we are the least likely of the bottom six to go down, according to the odds. I like those odds. I'll take them. <laughs> uh, that was an actual answer. Thank for that. Um, Finley says, are people overestimating Chesterfield? Personally, they're nothing special without Shimanga and Dobra. Stop Dobra, which both Agbaji and Record can do, depending on which side he is. And I think we can win it. We managed a 2-2 under Chris Hargreaves, let's not forget. Who's this Dobra fella? Uh, he's the guy. Is he come from? Did he come from Portsmouth? He's not. Yeah. He's, he's not our old Dobra. Is we he? talked about yeah. him last time when we had him on. He's a non-league messer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. That's got, what I'm sure. That's he's what got. I he's got a bit of a temper on him, isn't he? He's. Uh, he, he likes to chuck himself about a bit. I think he hasn't played forever for ages. When was the last time he played? That's why I said they're nothing special without Shamanga and Dobra. Oh, has he gone somewhere? Shimanga's gone, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't, where's the other one gone? Well, I, I think he means he's not played. Oh, I see. Um, the other, the the keeper is ex Weymouth, so he's got to be rubbish. Yeah, get him gone. Keep him in for now, though. Yeah, yeah. From 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 next week, you can get him gone. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're beatable. Yeah, I don't think whether, I don't whether, think we're overestimating them. If anything, we might be underestimating them. Yeah, um, they are they are beatable, whether or not by us. <laughs> they are certainly by Oldham. Uh, Mike Watts asks, how many similarities do you see between Jordan Young and Tom Knowles? Oh. And just how big of a player can he be for us over the next, the next two, years? two years? That number 11 on his back, waltzing in on his left peg, whipping the set pieces in. <laughs> You've seen oh, it all before. And then we flog into Walsall on the first game of the season. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dave. Get back, Walsall. <laughs> um, I think based on the last couple of games, he can be a big player. Um, can't bring yourself to say it, can you? No, we talked about. I, I talked with um Sheridan about Tom Knowles and Jordan Young, and we sort of thought if he, Jordan Young has had to be thrown in. And mm. play a lot of football. Yeah. Um, whereas Tom Knowles, he, he didn't really start a lot of games, didn't play a lot when he first joined. And then all of a sudden he was the best player on planet Earth. Um, so we haven't really had that. It would probably be the type of situation where, you know, in a, in a perfect world, Jordan Young wouldn't be having to start every game or having to play every game and would be getting a little bit of rest here and there, given his step up from National League South. But I think, I mean, if he plays like he did on Tuesday night consistently, he's going to be a really, really important player. Can't disagree with you. Really can't disagree with you. I thought he was going to be... I thought he was going to be a little bit of a bit part when we signed him. You kind of look at that and go, oh, he's come from Chippenham. 
One for the future. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's for next season. Regardless, if we stay up, great. We can really use someone like that. If he, if we end up going down, actually, he'll be a, probably a, one of the better players in that division. But he's gone from rabbit in the headlights to being probably one of the first attacking names on the team sheet at the moment. He's not very tall, is he? But no. he, it, when he gets the ball, he seems to, you know, to hold it up and shield it well for someone of his size. I thought he, he's got that. Um, that way of the ball just sticks to his foot a little bit, a bit like Zoko used to when Zoko used to have, pick up the ball and somehow he'd like bundle his way through players with the ball like super glued to his boot. Um, he's got that about him the way he carries the football. Um, yeah, good player, good signing. Just needs that goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He said today he can feel that it's coming. What about the goal? Well done. <laughs> Lowered the tone. That's per. It's fairly low anyway, but yeah. There are going to be people who have genuinely started tuning in after the Matt Ugly conversation. <laughs> They're like, who, I'm never who are, this who are joining in and going, that's what they do every week? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we set the bar with the episode after including fake poo. Yeah, true. I, I, if anyone is in that situation and is turning off, do us go back and listen to some of the other good ones. There are some other good ones, interviews with ex-players and stuff that we've done. They're fine. This, if you have to go away, that's fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry. Uh, Adam Skinner has a Matt Worthington appreciation post. How good has this guy been recently? An absolute athlete that has become a seriously good attacking threat. Player of the season for me. Oh, Thatcher Cider stand. Get this guy a song. Hashtag future El Capitano. Hashtag Ginger Perlo. Hashtag YTFC. Hashtag GCQs. Wow. Matty Worthington, England's number eight. Yeah. Get him in that England squad. Bit flat, that one. Yeah. But it's better than anything else anyone else has got so far. So <laughs> just saying. Um, I think this... you could get a Worthington, my Lord Worthington. Oh, Lord Worthington. We always liked one of them, didn't we, back in the day? Did. He has been good. Um, I feel like Chicken Tonight... Uh, no, I feel like he is on the verge. On the verge. And I'm not sure he's quite there yet. You know how for the last couple of pre-seasons we've gone, we don't quite know where Matt Worthington is. We know we really want him. We know we really want to keep him. We know what we want out of him. But we don't quite know what that looks like. And I think this might be it. Yeah. I thought we saw flashes of it. He was maybe one of only a couple of people that came out of the Hargreaves era with any kind of praise. Mm. Him and Grant Smith, really. Um, and I feel like under Cooper, who, if you remember, first weekend of Cooper coming in, Matt Worthington was up for media and he said, I've worked with him. I know what he gets, how, how he gets the best out of people. I know. So I wonder if he's got a manager he knows, a manager he likes, a manager that knows and likes him. It just feels like he's on the verge of doing that. And if we can get one goal in every few to one goal every other or an assist every other, yeah, big fan. And, and yeah, he's. I think he's out of contract. One-year deal, wasn't it? I think so. Mark Mark Cooper called him a number eight. Yeah. Me. I know he is number eight. But he, um, yeah, described him as a number eight in terms of that box-to-box midfielder who needs to chip in with goals and... Yeah. 
that's what he's becoming, I think. That's what we always kind of thought he was, but we never saw it consistently. And I think he got pigeonholed into, well, you've been here a long time. You're a really experienced member of the team, so you can do the horrible bit of sitting in whilst I get other flair players on the pitch under Hargreaves. And that's not him at all. So now Charlie Cooper's come in and I, he's gone, right, I'm going to do the horrible bit. You crack on and do what you've got to do. Me and Josh Dalton and Owen Bevan got this at the back. Everyone else disappear at the other end. And so, yeah, I agree with Adam Skinner. I would absolutely, if his contract is up, I'd lock him and Grant Smith in a room and tell them not to come out until the ink is dry on the paper um, and get them sorted for next year, almost regardless. Because, again, if if we do end up going down, they're worth a couple of quid. So get them in, get them sorted. Just realised Matt Worthington is actually number seven, not number eight. But Yeah, Lawson Diaz, eh? Yeah. They need to swap numbers, really, don't they? I mean, there are other things to do first. Yes. Like, but I mean, Maybe we could give Matt Worthington 88. Let's not be silly. <laughs> 44 with a little plus sign in between. Yeah. Now we're getting stupid. Move on. Now we're getting stupid. (laughs) Where have you been? (laughs) Even I've heard enough of this podcast to know that it was stupid from the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Last question from Dexter Tyson. If you were writing an autobiography, what would you call it? And when Steven Spielberg buys the film rights, who would the other two guys choose to play you? God. <laughs> um, autobiography. I'm no. gonna say I'm gonna say I didn't hear the question again. Can you repeat the question? If you were writing an autobiography, what would you call it? And when would Steven Spielberg buys the film rights? Who would the other two guys choose to play you? Oh, okay. Well, I've got my autobiography title already. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 a twin, and I was the um, second uh, to be born. It's by 10 minutes. So my autobiography is going to be called 10 minutes late. Right. So that's it. Someone... You've thought about that, haven't you? You've thought, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've, I've, I've said write this. An autobiography. This I've... is what I'm going to call it. Yeah, I, I would never write an autobiography. But if I could. <laughs> I've got a good title. That's it. That's all I've got. Um, uh, is Steve Spielberg going to buy the right? No, probably not. Um, who would you have to play me? Well, that's down to you guys, ain't eh? It's, it's ironic that you would call it 10 minutes late considering you are seven hours early for everything. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why he's early for everything now. Mm. <laughs> Who would play Dave in the movie? Sarah tells me I look like Woody from Toy Story, but I know that's not a real person. <laughs> Could be animated. Uh, so what? <laughs> I I I'd be willing to give you a bit of Tom Hanks. Would you? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Which I'd be, did? I'd be <laughs> the Woody bit. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks can play you, younger okay. Tom Hanks. Right. Okay. Like in or, Big or something. Forrest Gump. <laughs> right. Thanks. <laughs> Before the running. Yeah, I can't run that fast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh. You're buying yourself some time here, aren't you? I, I'm definitely um, buying myself some time. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what I'd call my autobiography. Uh, how on earth did I get here? There we go. Good. Who's going to play me? Um, um, 
It's, it's, don't, what, 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 why am I taking the movie questions? I know <laughs> I don't know actors. <laughs> at, at this rate, you might also get Tom Hanks. Okay. Because <laughs> it's the only actor you can think of. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to need more time to think about this. Yeah, I, I, think, I, yeah. I never caught no. you asked the question. It's a great question, but you, I never... Yeah. You can have James Purefoy. <laughs> okay. You can have him. There you go. Congratulations. I, I have no idea what my um, autobiography would be called, but I feel like it would be called Christ Live, I'm Tired. <laughs> <laughs> Diaries of a Man with No Sleep. <laughs> any any actors for, for Ben, Dave? Yeah, this is useless. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, can uh, we, let's go Tom Hanks, I think. Can I have Tom Cruise? He's he's small. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, is that where the comparisons end? Uh, yes. Okay. Into yeah. Scientology. Um. No. I hate Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> and with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Go! 